Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. And this is episode 149, where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. Well, I hope everyone is doing okay out there. We have another great cast member interview for you guys today. We are joined with Margaret all the way from Ireland. So I'm very excited because this is the first international cast member that we have on the show. So I can't wait to talk to her about the process of working over at Walt Disney World. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the Excess Press Podcast. Today's show, we have Margaret from Belfast, Ireland. Margaret, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. We are recording here on a, at least Saturday morning for me, a Saturday afternoon for you. So hopefully everything is going well over in Belfast. Yeah, absolutely. The sun is shining. It's a perfect sunny day. Oh, great nice. day to be inside. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, it's uh, another another gorgeous day here. We're starting to get over the, the winter temperatures, so it's kind of nice, but... Uh, with quarantine happening, it's a little bit tough to even want to do anything. Um, but how how are you? Uh, how's it going over there for you guys? Yeah, I mean it, it's going pretty good. We're all in lockdown as well, so we're not really allowed to go outside. But I can stand at my front door and absorb the sunshine. And I think that's enough at this point. Yeah, no, no, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Hopefully, I don't know. Are you are you got? Can you go on like a walk or ride a bike or anything over there? Yeah, we're, we're allowed to go on walks as long as we keep distance from other people. Um, it's kind of hard because as, as the weather gets better, we don't get a lot of good weather here. Um, so a lot of people are out at the moment. So you have to be careful. But yeah, I mean, if you go at the right time of day, you can go on a nice walk. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Luckily, we, we visited Ireland for a couple days uh, last year. And luckily, I was I was really happy we had some great weather over there. So we didn't catch the, the raininess of, of what I've heard Ireland usually is. So <laughs> you must have brought some good weather with you then. Yeah, <laughs> we never get good weather. 
Oh, well, that's good. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. But yeah, I want to also congratulate you because you are the first international cast member that we have on the show. So yay. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So, so thanks for coming on the show. So let's kind of dive into it. So, so being from, from Ireland, like how did you get introduced to like the Disney parks? Like how did you fall in love with it? Did you go to like Disneyland Paris first? Cause I know that's a little bit closer, but uh, I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, um, I mean, I had a lot of friends in like grade school um, who would have gone to Disneyland Paris, but um, it was actually around 2004. I think I was about 10 years old and my younger brother was about eight and our parents kind of wanted to treat us because um, we had like a lot of big exams and things that year. So my parents actually saved up the money and took us to Florida. So the first time I went to any Disney park was in 2004, um, straight to Walt Disney World, and it was the best experience of my life. Like, I, I've never experienced anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the, the intense heat and all the Disney characters everywhere and the roller coasters, it was just, it was a dream come true. It was exactly what I wanted it to be and also 10 times more than I ever thought it would be. Um, so needless to say, Five minutes in, I was completely hooked. I loved every moment of it. Um, That's awesome. I actually, yeah. Um, I actually ended up going back then in 2008 and 2010 as well. So kind of as a family, we were pretty hooked at that point. Um, yeah. So we're just completely obsessed with Disney World. Oh, that's awesome. When did you, I'm just curious, because I went in 2004 as well. What do you, did you go in, because you said it was, it was very hot. So did you go in the summertime? Yeah, so we were kind of sticking to like school holidays. So my parents um, would, I think we booked it for the last week of June and then the first week of July. We completely forgot about 4th of July. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was going to be such a big thing. Couldn't figure out why it was so busy until yeah. like the 3rd of July. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, we just kind of went for the summer every year. Um, as I got older, um, I actually went with my fiance, but we kind of go in like September time. Um, this is just a little bit cooler. It's a little bit quieter too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to avoid the summer whenever I can. After that first time I went, we went in like early August 2004 and I vowed, I'm like, yeah, I'm never, I'm never doing this again. So, um, yeah. <laughs> cool. So, so how did you, so Tell, tell me how you became to work at the parks. Was this part of the, the Disney College program or was this something different? Like, how did you, how did that start to work? So it's kind of like the Disney College program in that it's the same kind of format. It's around about three months in any of the parks or Disney Springs or Wild World of Sports. Um, I think it's, it's basically the same kind of requirements as well as the college program for the international um, participants. So you've got to be studying a degree at an accredited college or university in the UK. Um, it's kind of more for like the visa requirement, but um, basically that's all you need as long with obviously like a passion for Disney. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, think, experience. Luckily you had that already, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, as far as I know from talking to other people who were doing the college program at the time, it really is the same kind of format. Um, I had like two interviews. Um, one was um, in an office in Essex. It was kind of like an intermediary agency that helped Disney pick the right applicants. And then I had a final interview 
just a little bit after that, it was just over a month after that in Disney headquarters in London, which was amazing. Oh, that's great. Wow. So we, we, I mean, I assume you were still in Ireland at the time and they, you had to fly over to London for that? Yeah, well, actually, it's, it's a funny story. I was actually in Florida at the time <laughs> on holiday with my, with my fiance. Um, so I basically found out just before I left on holiday that I was supposed to go for this interview. Um, so I had to quickly rearrange my flights. So um, I flew from Orlando to London and just stayed a couple of extra days and he, he flew on home. Um, but after that, yeah, I, I flew from Belfast to London, but it's it's about an hour's flight. It's not too far. That's interesting. I, I didn't, because I mean, here, at least in the Disney College program, like you don't have, because that was an in-person interview, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't, I don't think they have that over here. I mean, at least, I mean, what? so what year was this happening? So this was all in 2016. Okay. So fairly recent. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that happens. Um, at least at least the newer cast members have never told me anything about that. So I guess that's an international thing. Um, yeah. So how, how did that go? It was actually really good. I mean, I had heard before from previous participants in the international programs that it usually was a video call. But I think looking back on it, it was a lot more fun to meet people in person and, you know, like-minded people who wanted to work for Disney. So... For, for sure. me, it was a much better experience in that sense because we got to have a chat. It made you feel a little bit more comfortable. You know, everybody was just chatting away, talking about holidays, about going to Disney, about working in Disney. So it it, it was good in that sense. Obviously, still nervous because it's still a job. In <laughs> of course, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it was pretty good. A lot of the questions, I think, again, from what I've seen on like YouTube and people applying for the college program, it's similar kinds of questions, things like if you could have dinner with any Disney character, who would it be and why? What character do you see yourself as? Um, and then those kind of like problem solving questions about, you know, like maybe there's a kid who comes to the park and they want to go on rock and roller coaster and, you know, they're just a little bit too short. What do you do? Those kinds of questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's the same kind of stuff as the college program. Um, I don't think we found out for about four or five weeks after that first interview whether we got through. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's quite a long process, which kind of, like, it kept me on pins and needles for four weeks because I really just wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little bit long because I don't think, I don't, well, I'm not as familiar as the process anymore, but I don't, I feel like it's not as long over here. Yeah, I think um, it's probably just because, at least from my experience, the, the international program, this is like just over the summer. Um, so there's only one sort of group per year um, who go from June till August or June till September. Gotcha. Um, so I don't know if they're just trying to be a little bit more selective because they can only let a few people in. Um, I don't really know like what the decision making process is. But yeah, it was it was a long long time waiting i think i the first interview was at the end of september and i didn't find out until mid-december if i'd got the role oh wow so it's quite a while <laughs> yeah no no definitely well that's cool i mean I, i'm glad i mean it looked like it all it all worked out so um mm -hmm. so did you during that process did you kind of pick like try to have like a top choice of like what you wanted to do for the college program did that still is that still the same as over here in the states 
Yeah, so I think, yeah, we can still pick the same kinds of roles, whether you want to be in attractions, merchandise, custodial, um, entertainment. Um, I think, again, it's similar to the college program. Um, certain roles will go to certain people based on experience and also if you've done the program before. Um, so I know that things like character attendance were kind of ruled out for me because I'd never done the program before. Um, but I knew that I wanted to do attractions. I wanted to have a role in attractions. Um, just because at home up until then, I'd worked in a lot of retail positions. Um, I know merchandising at Disney is a totally different experience. But for me, I wanted to do something that was something I would probably never do again. Like yeah, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, you're already used to all that retail stuff and you wanna, <laughs> definitely want to try something else. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so I think when I got to the final interview, I just said, yeah, um, put me down for attractions, please. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, there's so much Imagineering that goes into obviously the parks themselves, but um, also the attractions and every story that they tell is so detailed. It's really immersive and I just wanted to put myself in that story with the guests as well no that's great no i, th I think uh, that's definitely the the right move and um i, I assume you got attractions yes <laughs> okay cool could you tell <laughs> yeah so yeah before we get to what you did um now after you were accepted to the program you're going i assume this is from like june to august yeah so i think it was the kind of first week of june until it was the 30th of august so it was basically like a full three months. Okay. Um, and now this was, so was this in 2016 or are we now in 2017? 2017. Okay, cool. All right. So how was, uh, your, I mean, your transition, you're moving to another country for three months. So how was your transition over uh, to Orlando and, and that area over there? I'm going to be honest. Like I'm, I am a real homebody. I do not like to fly out of the nest. So this was a big challenge for me. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I think I was lucky. I knew a lot of people who had done like the year-long program at Epcot in the Canada Pavilion and the UK Pavilion um, who were able to put me and my parents at ease because they hadn't, I hadn't left them really for more than like two weeks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they were more worried than I was. Um, but the accommodation in Florida, I was in the college program housing, um, that was really good. Obviously, they pair you up with a lot of people in your in your apartments, um, and I was fortunate to be paired with some really amazing people. Um, so I think that made the transition a lot easier, and also because the people I was with were from England and Ireland, it meant I had somebody to kind yeah. of be homesick with no, when I was sure. feeling homesick. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good that you're able to find some folks that you were able to connect with and make it a little bit easier. Um, so I'm just curious because they do have like that longer international program where it's like a year. Was that something that you were debating on doing between like, were, were you able to do that if you wanted to, or would you rather just do a shorter stint on the program? Kind of talk, talk me through that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had the option to do the international program, which is, as you said, that full 12 month program. Um, for me, I kind of didn't want to do it. But the, my main reasoning was that in the United Kingdom Pavilion, at least at the moment, 
there are no attractions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's a lot of merchandising roles, which I think I would be comfortable with um, in terms of working in like a kind of waitress server role. I had zero experience with that. Um, so I didn't know if I wanted to throw myself into that. Um, and I think as well, um, for me, I quite like the United Kingdom Pavilion, but it wouldn't be my top place in Epcot or in any of the parks to sort of spend a year in. <laughs> no, that makes um, sense. And I kind of thought, you know, if I could be anywhere else, um, I'd love to see kind of the parks, you know, on a day-to-day basis, not just Epcot. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. You definitely want to do what you would want to do. And if that's not something you want to do, then why spend <laughs> a full year of your life doing it? So <laughs> yeah. It's a long time. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I just want, I was curious of uh, what your rationale was, because I know some people will probably be like, yeah, I want to be a full year at Disney. I want to do this. So, okay. Oh, for sure. For all right, sure. cool. All right, well, let's finally get into your role. We we have all the, the kind of the intro stuff to this. So what now that you, we know that your attractions, what role did you get? So I had the pleasure of working in the 100 Acre Wood and in Wonderland. I was a split attractions cast member between the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh and the Mad Hatter's Tea Party, probably better known as the Teacups. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. So so kind of walk me through like maybe a little bit of like your training uh, of like what you had to do, because I know everyone has to go through traditions, but like what was the training process for you, especially doing um, split uh, duties between the two rides? Yeah. So, I mean, thankfully they aren't, you know, um, kind of the number one most do, must do attractions, you know, um, in the Magic Kingdom, especially when you've got like Seven Dwarves Mine Train right beside you. Um, so I think from the get-go, the, the pressure on me to like give everyone the best experience ever, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't like as crazy as it would be, say, if you were working on like those roller coasters that, you know, guests have to like do or die in order to yeah. <laughs> have a great day at the Magic Kingdom. For sure, yeah. Um, but it, I mean, in terms of the training, um, it was just over a week. It was basically like a, a mixture of morning shifts and evening shifts in terms of like opening and closing the ride and um, basically just getting to see how they work, you know, um, how to set it up at the start of the day to hand it over from the maintenance engineers and then how to hand it over to them again in the evening. Um, and obviously then there was like the the kind of day-to-day functions um, for both of the rides. Um, I don't want to say it was straightforward because obviously it, it's not. It just, I, I I guess I got so used to it that now it feels straightforward. I feel like I could do it in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean... I don't think there was anything particularly difficult to the training. Like I said, they're they're probably not the most complex attractions. Um, so the training was actually pretty straightforward. Um, it just took a little bit longer, I think, because when we finally got into the training and started it, it was coming up to 4th of July, um, which meant that most of the time, because the park was too busy, there was just no way we could do any of the training. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of kind of parade control in Fantasyland, which was fun. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, but really, other than that, um, it was just, you know, working through the day-to-day rides. Basically, on a day-to-day basis, you get rotated, starting from the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh through the various positions, like um, 
kind of the greeter for the attraction. Somebody else will kind of manage the fast pass queue. Um, then basically there'll be another person at like a merge point to bring those two queues together. And then there's obviously somebody operating the ride at the load area and the unload area as well. So you kind of got rotated through those. And then for the teacups, it's much simpler. There's just somebody to get you on and somebody to get you off. Yeah. Uh, well, you already answered, started answering yeah, my next question of like, yeah, what was like an average day like? Um, so, I mean... You wouldn't work both both attractions on the same day, right? Did you get like um like an assignment? Uh, I guess I would say like every day. Like, how did you know which ride you were going to be working on? Yeah, so you actually would have worked on both of them just because they are right beside each other. Um, it was pretty easy to rotate through them. Um, oh, okay. So, so I assume you had sorry. I assume you had the same costume in, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's that um a gorgeous velvet green. <laughs> Um, costume, which does not go well in the Florida heat. <laughs> I will have you know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have never been so hot in my life, and not in a good way. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, there was about 14 positions in total, I think, um, between Winnie the Pooh and the teacups. And I think um, you kind of get to a point, I think it's the, the unload position is the final sort of rotated position on Winnie the Pooh. Um, once you're finished in that, you just kind of go over to the teacups and work through the positions there. So because Magic Kingdom is quite a busy park, we would probably be rotated in our positions kind of every 30 to 45 minutes, just so you kind of like get a little bit of a chance to take a break. Sometimes, you know, running the attraction or like loading people onto it for 30, 45 minutes can be quite challenging, especially when it's really busy. Um, so it kind of gives you a chance to move on to maybe like a little bit more relaxed um, position just to kind of catch your breath for 30 minutes, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I don't know if I could do like six hours on one position, you know, it's oh, a long no. time. Yeah. No, luckily you, you, were, you were able to rotate between the two. Um, mm -hmm. Which which attraction did you like working more? Oh, that is a tough one. I think for me, it was probably Winnie the Pooh. Um Probably because Winnie the Pooh is actually like one of my favorite characters. Um, and I think um, probably because the last time when I went, I was actually with um, my older brother and my nieces. And one of the first attractions we went on, like before I found out that I was on the college program, was actually the Winnie the Pooh ride. And like I was with my niece, I turned to her, was pointing out all the characters and her face just lit up and it was the, the reason that you come to Disney, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. And I just, I always thought of that when I worked there, just seeing how happy she was. And I know seeing a lot of guests with their kids, they absolutely love the ride too. You know, it's, just, it's a really cute, sweet ride. So yeah, well, it's, so it's, it's good because it has meaning to you. So yeah. All right. Excellent. Cool. Um, so, so as you, we were kind of talking about like an average day. So, once you got into the training periods, uh, I mean, usually with as a ca uh, Disney college programmer, usually they work like the evening shifts. And especially with the summer, I know Magic Kingdom has long hours. So is that uh, kind of what happened to you? Yep. <laughs> I, I think I did one morning shift and that was on my training week, <laughs> <laughs> which was fine. Um, it kind of meant I could, you know, do stuff in the morning. Sometimes I would go to like Magic Kingdom or Epcot first thing in the morning and then I wouldn't start my shift till maybe like 2 p.m. 
Um, so I would have plenty of time in the morning to kind of enjoy myself and then start my shifts. But yeah, I think basically every one of them was an evening closing shift. And I think when it got to end of July with those extra magic hours, I think I was sometimes leaving the parks at like 2 a.m. It was insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So I want to get into some of like the fun stories you might have. So like, were you able to create maybe any magical moments uh, while working um, uh, on the attraction? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I feel bad because it was on my last day. I, don't, I did make magic before then, but this one stuck out um, <laughs> okay. more than anything. Um, it was my last day. I was kind of like feeling a little bit sad and like sorry for myself. But um, I was working at the teacups and I actually got speaking to a guy um, who was from New York and he was there with his family, but he was actually originally from Belfast which I thought was absolutely crazy because oh, until go. then I met like one other person from Belfast. <laughs> um, so we were kind of talking. Um, his wife had done the college program. His son was, I think, 13 at the time. And, you know, he was starting to think about what college am I going to go to that will let me do the college program. And it, there was kind of a moment where the dad turned to his son and said, like this girl is from Belfast, from Ireland, and you know she's doing the college program, so you can do the college program. <laughs> and it was just like I was trying like not to cry behind my sunglasses because I was just so emotional and so happy that I could like inspire him even a little bit to do it because I think at that point you just realize like it's not just for a select few. You know, if you really do try hard enough. No matter where you're from in the world, Disney will welcome you in. So yeah. I'm glad that I got to inspire him because that's kind of how I found out about the college program initially or the international program. Um, so it really felt like a full circle moment. It's just a shame that it happened on my last day. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it, it couldn't have happened at uh, a better time. I mean, you're, you're emotional because it's your last day, but then you come across like it's kind of like uh, fate or something for them to come talk yeah. to you and, and give you that cool little moment at the end. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean, well, they, like, sorry, I feel like they made more magic for me than I did for them. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, didn't make it up to them. I gave them some Thunder Mountain fast passes for it. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> all good. All good. <laughs> yeah. So you, there you go. You did make uh, some magical moments for them as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I hear that a lot from like the the cast members who come on the show. Is like they they hear about it while they're visiting Disney when they are like 13 years old or when they're a teenager and they're like, you know, I, I, I want to do the Disney college program. They, end, they I mean, they end up doing it. So that's uh, sooner or later, that kid is going to be working for Disney. So, yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. So cool. Um, so I know that's like you, that was your favorite one, but any any other cool moments or stories from uh, when you were working? Um, I think the other one that probably sticks out for me the most is the day that I met Colby Smulders and <laughs> I feel really bad oh. because I had absolutely no idea who she was. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so I knew who she was from that, but obviously she's not in like the S.H.I.E.L.D. uniform, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, she was just kind of in her summer clothes and I just, I was just having a chat with her and I was like, how are you doing today? And she's like, great, everything's going really well. And I'm like, well, I hope you have a great day. And she kind of turned to me like, oh, you're so down to earth. Everybody here is so nice. <laughs> and I was like, okay, who are you? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I think, again, that was probably more for me than than for her. But I think that was one of my favorite moments. Um, oh, yeah. Because all my friends were kind of standing around me like, oh, my gosh, do you know who that is? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then I realized afterwards, I felt kind of was kicking myself for a while afterwards, just like, why didn't I get her autograph or a photo or something? <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she's, I'm a big fan of hers because even before she was part of the Marvel Universe, uh, she was on the, the hit show, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, she was Robin, Robin Shabatsky. So like, uh, me and my friends were like obsessed with that show. So I would have totally geeked out. <laughs> I, I know. It was funny because I, I told my fiance, and he was like, do you not know who that is? I'm like, well, I do know not. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> telling me. <laughs> Well, that's right. Don't worry. Don't don't feel so bad because uh, we had a cast member on the show who talked to Mark Hamill, who was, of course, Luke Skywalker, and they had no idea that that's who that was. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So I think wow. they were, I think he was buying like a pretzel from them or something like that at a cart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't feel so bad. About yeah. No. Oh, that's cool, though. No, that's I mean, I think that's what makes that special because like you're you have no idea who they are i mean for the most part um and then you're just talking to them like they're like they're a normal person you know i mean i'm, I'm sure they appreciate that as well so yeah. oh that's cool awesome well no that was fun i like that one um any any other any other stories you want to share i i don't really like think there was so many that super stood out for me there was a lot of experiences you know with a lot of guests where you know they kind of did come to me afterwards and say like oh you made my day or you know my kid really wanted to go on the teacups and you know especially sometimes when there's kids who maybe get overwhelmed by the parks which is easy to do right because it's so hot and yeah, yeah, yeah. everything else you know they kind of appreciated the extra effort that we made for them but I think like I said before you know we weren't on the most must-do attractions in the Magic Kingdom so I think maybe for other cast members in like busier, maybe higher pressure kind of roles, they might have it might have felt more like they were making magic. But for us, it was just what we were doing every day because we could, you know, we weren't super busy all the time. So we often had the time to make magic to like let them meet Alice and go on the teacups with them and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, cool. Well, sounds good. So, um, now that I mean you're you're working in the parks, you have your mornings pretty free. So I want to know like, what's some of the stuff that you love to do when you weren't working there? I mean, my answer is going to be going to Disney, right? <laughs> no, of course. But um, I, I guess like, what's like, was there something? So here, here's a more specific question. So I always like asking this one. Was there? Did you have like a? like a routine or a tradition where it's like, okay, once a week I'm going to do this. I love going to uh, Hollywood studios and riding rock and roller coaster. Like, did you have something like that that you always like to do? Oh, for sure. There was, I think um, a lot of the stuff that I did was with my roommates. Cause um, one of my roommates actually worked in main street um, kind of like in the confectionery and the shops around main street. Um, so we would often work kind of similar shifts um, and basically if we got out before the fireworks so you know if we kind of left before 8 or 8.30 um, we would go to the Grand Floridian um, and watch the fireworks from across the lake so we didn't get to do it every week um, but probably kind of like every other week or so or if we had a day off we would do it and maybe like grab a drink as well 
it's just a really nice way to see the fireworks obviously with the music pumped in and not be like super stressed in the crowd of people um so that was probably a big one i think also shopping in disney springs was a big <laughs> thing i think most of my salary <laughs> went to back to disney through disney springs um it, like i had a lot of friends where we kind of you know go in the morning go shopping and then get the bus to magic kingdom and like start working later on that day um but i think um there probably weren't as many tradition things like that i think you know we were only there for kind of 10 12 weeks so we were just trying to make the most of it and do like a different thing every day you know we we're like kids in a candy store we just went completely crazy trying absolutely everything <laughs> no that's true i mean yeah you're there for a somewhat limit of a time I mean, three months is still a long time but um yeah you, you, i could understand that yeah you want to do as as much as you can to just kind of make the most of your program um yeah but, but i mean that's cool that you guys went to the grand floridian when you could and just kind of stood and watched the fireworks and just kind of hang out over there mm -hmm. um, no it's neat cool um so as we're winding down on time like looking back at the uh, the college program uh did you have like a favorite memory like was there something that like when you look back at the program like yeah that's that's what i love the most or that's what i think about the most when i'm there or when i was there yeah i i think it's hard to pin it down to one moment because like i said i was fortunate to have such great flatmates and roommates who really made the experience for me i i think there was a moment at the start of the program when i was i was feeling quite homesick um and actually my roommates took me out to see the hoopty doo review which i'd never seen before um, what better way to feel better than to eat a lot of fried chicken? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so they, they, right away, you know, they kind of sat me down and said, like, you're here. I know you're a bit sad, but I promise you this will be fun as long as you kind of enjoy it. And I think as soon as I realized that, once they said it to me, it, the whole experience just turned around for me because I knew I didn't want to go home, but... I knew that I struggled a lot because I was missing my family. So it was, it meant so much to me that, you know, my friends would go out of my way, out of their way, sorry, to, um, you know, make me feel special and make me feel welcome and, you know, to be really good friends. And I think at that moment, I realized, at least for me, what the college program was all about. You know, it's working at Disney is one thing, but I have made so many friends because, you know, the kind of people that Disney hire are such kind and thoughtful and generous people, you know, generous in spirit. Um, so I think at that moment I realized, like, that's what this is about for me. It's just having that connection and having a common interest in Disney. Oh, it's such a, it's such a great story. I'm, <laughs> I'm, well, I mean, I'm just so happy that, like, those folks were were there for you and were able to kind of make you feel at home because you're you're much further away than probably they were from home um yeah and yeah that's it's that's definitely can't be easy i mean that's why i was asking you earlier like how is that transition because it's it's always tough to just move away from something you've some place you've been your entire life um especially when 
there's no one you know that's that's around you. Um, mm-hmm. But it's good that people are yeah very welcoming. You you're all loving the same exact thing. You're all there because you love Disney. Um, so that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So so with like uh, now like after the college program, it's a couple of years later. Like, do you? I mean, are, are you out of college now? I mean, or do you plan on maybe venturing back to to Disney uh, to work for them again? Like, what what's what's in the future? Yeah. So. After the program, I actually worked in my local Disney store. Um, so I, I guess it's the same kind of thing as it is in the States. It's like the kind of regional Disney stores. Yeah. Um, so I did that because I thought that I couldn't stay away from Disney forever. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, after that, I kind of wanted to focus on my studies. I graduated in 2018, so it was just a year after that, um, and I studied software engineering. So at the time, I thought that I would go back to Disney as a software engineer. Um, At the moment, uh, the roles are still really in London, so it would still be a bit of a move for me to go from Belfast to London and kind of live there. Um, So... At the moment, I don't think a job directly with Disney is in sight, but the company that I work for at the moment is actually like we provide services to Disney to help them monitor their services like Disney Plus. So in a very indirect way, I'm still (laughs) working for Disney. Um, I I wouldn't rule it out completely. Um, You know, I think now that the world has changed significantly, we're all working from home, I think. Maybe there'll be an opportunity for me to work remotely and, you know, live in Belfast, but still work for that London office. So if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never say never, because I would absolutely love to work for Disney again. Okay, cool. Well, sounds good. So before I uh, just a couple more questions, but before we get out of here, like, is there anything else you want to share from this experience, uh, whether it's a story or just maybe advice to future uh, cast members? I think um, in terms of advice, it really would be to not be afraid to be passionate. You know, um, I think as a teenager, I was definitely quirky and a bit nerdy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, and, and, and did get teased for it sometimes. But I think one thing that I've always been proud of is that I am my authentic self, however strange that may seem to other people. And I care passion- passionately about the things that I enjoy. And I think if you can bring that kind of passion and enthusiasm to Disney, then, you know, working there, it will never really feel like working there just because you've got a drive to keep you going. I think if you can show that um, throughout the interview process, if you can show that you actually do want to be there, then I think they'll definitely see that and pick up on that. Yeah, no, I think that's that's excellent advice of just yeah, being yourself, being who you are. Um, mm-hmm. You're unique and you want to make sure you show that to if you, yeah, you ever interview with them, so... Um, well, cool. So yeah, that's that's kind of wrapping things up. Um, but I, uh, the one question I always love asking is, what is your favorite uh, background music from from the parks? I always like to play it in the background of the interview. So, what what's yours? Oh. The, the music. Oh, that that is a tough tough choice. 
I'm going to go um, with Main Street USA. I think partly because I love those kind of classical musicals like Oklahoma and Hello, Dolly. Um, but also just because it's the first music you hear and you kind of feel like you're home, you know? No, for sure. No, Excellent choice. Sounds good. So, yeah, that'll be playing in the background. Um, nice. Cool. Well, well, Margaret, before we get out of here, is there anything uh, you want to plug at all? Um, I think just my Instagram for today. Um, it's at Main Street Marge. Sometimes Marge is my nickname. <laughs> but, yeah, if you could give me a follow, I post a ton of Disney photos when I get to go to the parks. So that'd be great. Excellent. Well, hey, thank you so much uh, for coming to the show. It's been awesome having you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. And uh, hopefully everything goes well over in Ireland for you guys. And just uh, All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed that episode. Again, Margaret, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a blast listening to how you made your journey from Ireland over to Orlando to work for Walt Disney World. So again, thank you. Um, we have more cast member interviews coming up in the next few weeks, but if you want to be in a future episode of the show, if you are a former cast member, hey, just reach out to me. We'd love to get you on a future episode. So, but yeah, that is going to wrap it up for this episode today. Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. You can find all of our previous episodes at excesspresspodcast.com. And you can follow me on social media at Excess Press Podcast. You can reach out to me directly there if you want to be on a future episode of Interview with a Cast Member. Or you can shoot me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. I also have another podcast. It is a movie, TV show, video game. Uh, review chat podcast called what'd you think uh, you could follow that if you would like and all the links are in the show notes if you would like to uh, find us over there but thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show this is matt from the excess press podcast signing off until next time travelers we hope to see you next week and remember to seize the future with excess Bon voyage.